so you and Chris had a great session and I like that. And we're going to dive, kind of pick up on that and kind of go a little bit further. So I'm going to share my screen and we're just going to chat a lot. All right. So live role playing. This is going to be a, a total interaction on this one because you guys hit the process really, really well. But just hearing the process and not doing the process is a big difference here. So talking about what you guys talked about before, I want to role play this because I see so many people making a mistake and I know you do too. And like, hey, I've got all these listing leads. Do you really, right? Um, are they listing leads? Are they sellers? Are they listing appointments? Where are they? And I think we have to properly really classify them in our mind to be fair and honest with, with ourselves. And it's these three questions, right? You guys hit them, but it's really the question. So if you call me and I see you out on the boat or, you know, meet you at Publix and you say, hey, you know, we're thinking about selling our house, right? That's the first clue is the words I'm thinking about selling my house, right? Are you thinking about it or do you have to sell your house? And I want to know the difference because I still like you and I'll work with you. It just depends on how I work with you. Because if you're just thinking about it, I'll hold your hand and we'll think together. But if you really need to sell, that puts me in a whole entirely different gear, right? So you got to let me know where you are and either one's fine because my job as an agent is to find one good appointment this week. And a thinking appointment is not an appointment, right? It's part of my lead follow-up. It's part of me working through my incubation, right? Until you're ready to become my one real appointment this week. So that's something I hope all of you guys are watching really took away from what you and Chris were talking about earlier, because that's going to make or break your career because yes, you have to have leads. Yes, you have to incubate them. Yes, you have to follow up with them. Yes, you have to really wait right until they're ready. There's nothing I can do to speed up the process of Craig moving from his house. Craig one day will move from his house. When? No clue. <laughs> Craig doesn't have a clue when he's going to move from his house. Something will happen in Craig's life at some point in time that will cause him to say, you know what? I feel like moving. I'm moving. It's not that I'm thinking about moving. Or I wonder what would happen if I were to move. I wonder what I can get for my house. Those are all questions. Those are all thoughts. You guys get it? But there's, he's not moving. Thinking about it. Hey, Jeff, I was thinking, I saw your, yeah, I saw your post asking if you'd give CMAs to people. I'm curious, man. I'm analytical in nature. I like to know what all my assets are worth. Why don't you shoot me over a little bit? I'm just kind of curious. Now, curiosity starts everything, but he's not a seller. And I want you guys to really be clear about this thing. Don't go home and tell your wife you're, you just got a listing appointment. Right. Because you're going to look <laughs> like a not good agent on that. So it's, do they have to sell? Do you know where you're moving? And do you have a time frame to be there? If the answer is no to those three things, you've got a thinker and it's great. Okay? Well, Jeff, so, let's yeah. dive into that specifically for this market, mm -hmm. right? I'm talking to a lot of people that they don't have to sell, but they're looking at greed taking because they can make a ton of money in their house. And our agents are having those conversations with a lot of people right now. Do they know where they're moving? No, the re reason they're not even selling is that they don't think they can find someplace else to go. And the time frame, no. So there's a ton of these thinkers out there right now. And your job, our job, is to turn the sinker in, a thinker into a seller. So how do you do that? So let's say Craig says, and you, you were talking to me this morning, your house is worth way more than you paid for it, right? Yes. You've got sick, crazy ass equity in it. You know it'll sell instantly. And somewhere tucked in your mind, you know it's not a bad idea to move, right? Right. And it's because you could, you could go anywhere the hell you want, right? So- that's the thought. So the only reason Craig would ever do it is if all the thoughts kind of log, line up. Where it's pain, right? It's resistance free. There's still resistance and he's not ready. 
So the only time it's going to be ready is when there's no resistance. Now, as a salesperson, as an advisor, as a counselor, whatever you want to call me, my job would be to say, let's explore. What would it look like? Here's what your equity is. This is what you put in your pocket. That's what you have to play with. Go talk to my friend, Andy. He's the mortgage lender. Why don't you call him and see what the qualifications are right now? And what are, what are the qualifications? What would your payments be if you were to put your chunk of equity down? And if you were to upsize or downsize, size, now you're either upsizing location or you're upsizing square footage. You're upsizing lifestyle, you're downsizing lifestyle. You got that? You're either moving closer to the ocean or into a bigger house away from the ocean, right? You guys all know the game. You just figure out what you want. So the thought process is, if you were to move hypothetically, where would you go next and when would that be is the question I would ask you as a seller lead. Because as you get closer, say, you know, I, I really, this isn't you, but let's say you said, you know, I really wouldn't mind a, uh, a smaller place, but right on the open golf, right? I would like to have a cool house right on the beach. And I know the, the numbers are sick on it, but you know what? I'm kind of curious. The rates are so low right now. I got crazy ass equity and I'm doing pretty well. And why don't I just, what, what do you think I can get? Why don't you just shoot me a couple houses over here? Like what, what, what do they cost, right? So you see what I'm doing is we're, we're walking through the process and saying, we're never selling your house. If you put your house on the market right now, it'd sell instantly. So we're not doing that. But you need to just explore and know your options so you can tuck it into your head because that's the seed that gets planted, right? Right. And over time it blows, it grows. So the thinker then, conversation is not to ignore, it's to walk it through. And then what? Yeah. And then I start dreaming. Then I start going on Zillow or Realtor.com mm -hmm. and I start looking and thinking and then, you know, I'm getting myself closer to the point. Yeah. Because you had a conversation with my lender and the lender said, dude, your credit's golden. You're going to be sitting on sick equity to put down. If you were to buy a $2 million house, your payments are so within your debt to income ratio. You can buy whatever the hell you want. So let's say you're comfortable with an X thousand dollar a month payment. You can get anything you want in this price point, And it's so within your range to actually pay for it. And now that is when you can start dreaming because now it's just, it's actually strategic dreaming because he sets up a search parameter in Zillow likely, right? And he says, I want a single family home from this price point to this price point. And he sets the map search and he just has, pours a drink and, and flips through on his phone and clicks through the buttons and looks at the houses that he could have if he wanted to make the decision to have that house, right? But that's my strategy to make sure that it's not a dream. It's something that he could actually do. Right. But to just say, hey, I could put 500 grand in your pocket with your equity and you can probably get rates in the three and a half percent range. That's gobbledygook, guys, to everybody, because what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything concrete. It doesn't mean anything cohesive. Now, if I could say I can put 800 grand in equity in your house, if you were to put into that, I can get you into a jumbo loan for three and a half percent. And if you were to buy a house, that's two million bucks. Your mortgage payment would only be. 9,000 by 8,000 bucks a month, right? 7,500 bucks, whatever the numbers end up being. Now there's something concrete that he could say, okay, this makes sense. Now I can actually tangibly search. So now I'm turning a thinker into a strategic thinker, which may or may not turn into to a deal, right? But at least I provided value because A, I've told him what his property is really worth. B, I've told him to talk to my lender. Now he probably didn't do a hard credit pull. Of course not. He probably has credit karma, which is good enough and it's free but it's enough for him to tell the lender what his credit karma score is. And he knows the equity they can put in his pocket. And from there, he can make an educated choice as to what is possible for his future. You guys got that? Yeah, but let me spin it around. If you don't yeah. do it this way 
and you do put my house on the market and then you find out that I didn't get my credit evaluated properly. Now I just sold my home and I can't afford to buy another one. And it's your fault by not following the system. Got to follow the system. Got to follow the system, period. So, so in today's market, you've got to follow what we just went through with your, with your sphere, right? Now you see our daily post, I think it was yesterday or the day before when we put it out was, um, you know, you know what your 401k is, you know what your cryptos are worth, but do you really know what your property is worth, right? If you want to know, let me know and I'll shoot you over strategic positioning analysis, right? Get, let me know and I can help you. So that's the process. And then the conversation ensues and then the processes go through the process. Now, this example, he's not a seller. He's just an educated thinker. So don't be thinking that I have a listing appointment right now. I've got a, I've got a lead. That's all I have. And it's a marginal lead at best, right? And so it has, there's no way I can forecast a sale in May or June or July and August from this particular lead. They're just not. Now with follow-up and conversations, and maybe he sends me a note says, dude, check out this house. I could see myself in that one. Okay, now we're getting closer. Now we're getting into lead follow-up. Now we're getting into incubation, which we'll get to. Jimmy's going to do a session on incubation later. But it's important that we distinguish between a lead and a client, right? Big, big, big difference, guys, and a seller versus a thinker. So then once we get a seller on the line, and let's say that Craig finally gets to the point, says, you know what? I was thinking the other night, I'm ready for a change of scenery, man. Rates have never been lower. I know I'm sitting on crazy equity. I found a cool house. I, at least I found a neat neighborhood. I don't even know if I like the house, but I wouldn't mind living over here, right? So that's getting me into gear now, right? Because now he doesn't have to sell, but he knows he could. He kind of knows where he's moving. And that's no time frame, So he's still not a good lead, but he's closer than he was before, right? So is that good enough for me to call a listing appointment? No, nope. right? This is still lead incubation. This is lead follow-up to get him to the point. Now, I like the way this is going, right? I like the trend line, but it's still not good enough until he says, dude, I found this house. Check out this garage. Look at this dock. Look at this view. This is in my strike range. I can afford this. I would trade my house in for this. I would do it. Let's go see it. Can you go take a look at it tonight? Now, do you see how things change? And there's nothing I could say. There's nothing I can do to cause that switch inside of his mind. He determines when he becomes a seller and he evolves and, and metamorphosizes from a thinker into a seller. I can't force that. I can't speed it. I can't do anything because he's got a million different search parameters inside of everybody has their own parameters. And when it happens, it happens. And it might be now, it might be two years from now, it might be 20 years from now, it might be two months from now, I don't know. So that's why you can't get attached to the outcome. You have to have a pipeline of business because if I was just sitting and hoping that one day Craig sells his house and buys another one, yeah, that would be a great payday because it's multi-millions of dollars worth of transactions. But I can't sit around and hope and wait that happens because it likely we never will. But if I have 30 of Craig in my pipeline, I'm golden because one or two of them will pop out the cocoon, so to say, a month. And now I have a consistent income, right? That's it. So that's the point. So that's the seller versus thinkers standpoint, guys. And do not confuse the two and get really calm about this one and be okay when your reality is you don't have any sellers. Don't try to color one in. Don't try to color a thinker in to make it look like a seller because you're wasting everybody's time because it's not true. I would rather you be honest with yourself and say, shit, I have no seller leads right now. 
I have not one person that's thinking about selling their house. That's really thinking about selling. I got a few thinkers, but I have no sellers. I need to be honest with myself and realize that I need to get my ass to work and I need to find somebody who has to sell, knows where they're moving to and has a time frame to be there. And I better get to work. And you heard the sessions earlier today with some great options on how you actually find people because guys, it's a numbers game and you've got to put up, post the numbers in order to get the leads so you can convert the leads. That's the stuff facts here. So what we're going to do now is kind of go through the role play on how this works. Okay. Agency, we didn't really hit hard. You guys talked about it a little bit. It's going to wiggle into our conversations as we go through, because to me in this market, I, I know so many agents right now that are going on their listing presentations and they're winning it solely because they're talking about agency. They said, oh, you're talking to another agent. Excellent. And they go through the 11 questions, which we're going to go through in a minute. And that one question has one listings left and right over, over the competition. So we're going to hit that um, a lot. So this is where we're going through in depth, the six P's that Craig and Chris went over to practice. You guys, I'm not going to nail that anymore. If you don't practice, you're going to sound bad. And if you sound bad, you're going to be poor, right? I don't know what else to say on that. If you practice and get better, you're going to have a great lifestyle because you're going to have plenty of income flowing your way by design. So it's your choice right, on the practice part. Now prospect, I'll say it simply again, if you're not talking to people every day, finding who's thinking about selling or buying real estate, you will be out of business, right? End of story. You have to be talking with people every single day and prospecting to have a business. I don't care if you're selling French fries. If you don't tell people you sell French fries, you're going to be out of business, right? You have to keep prospecting. So I'm assuming that you know this, right? And that it's sinking in. You're practicing well, you're making your calls and now you found a lead. So we're going to take this lead and we're going to walk it through the process all the way through. And it's going to go all the way. I was thinking about this morning was I was anticipating the session. I was, I was laughing to myself. I was thinking, you know, it'd be interesting. What if Elon Musk, right? Because I'm just fascinated with a lot of stuff he's doing right now. What if he went to the Tesla factory and said, I'm going to build some cars. Right? Let's build one this way. And the next one, I'm going to build another car. Let's, let's kind of put it together. Let's try it this way. And the next one came out, no assembly line, right? No order. Just started building a car here and there. This one was done this way. This one was done this way. This one was done this way. The next one was kind of done this way. What kind of business would he have? None. An None. expensive one. And one that would be out of business. How saleable would that be? How investable would that be? How profitable would that be? Can't. You have to follow the system every single time, no matter what, right? It, it, to have a successful business. So that's what I want to do on this one. And you guys hit well the practicing part, and we're not going to do that. We've already done that. Prospecting, rabbits, you hit that too. Let's just assume you're past this. Now it's now it's time to pre-qualify. And these three questions, guys, if they don't answer these three questions, don't waste your time pre-qualifying. Okay, please, I'm going to put your coach hat on, the we love you hat on, that we're arm in arm and we're business partners here. If they can't answer these questions, they're not a lead. Don't go any further. Just incubate them and love on them until they're ready, guys. Just spend that time to go find another client, right? Let me say that one more time. If they're not ready, don't waste your time. Spend that time going to find a customer who is, okay? That's the golden lesson from this whole thing. So when they have to sell, they're committed to selling. They know where they want to move. They have a time frame, and they can sell you on the fact that they're ready. Now we go forward. So I'm going to... 
take my screen out of here for a second and we're going to Jeff, Angelique just put up those new um, listing process bundles. Let me share my screen for a second. Just show everybody. Okay, cool. Let me stop mine. Yeah, that was some quick work, Angelique. Well done there this morning. So our ever constant and never ending improvement quest is to make things easier for you. So take a look at this guys. All right. So in dot loop, I went to templates and then I just, here's all the way documents. I scrolled down. I found listing process bundle. I'm going to click on that. And here's your 11 questions, questions to ask on the listing preview, the scripts for listing prequal, strategic position, the spa, um, scripts on the listing presentation itself, the seller's proceeds estimator, the estimate of the seller's closing cost, and the scripts overcoming this estimate. Love it. So let, let's just click through right that. Go click the, the listing prequalification script, the third one down there. Right, so you got that right. dot loop, templates, okay. everything you need. Back out of that one because we need to replace this. And we want to replace this with the one I'm about to pull up on my screen. Um, just because of the conversational flow, I'll call you later about the reasons why. But um, let's do this. So when you stop sharing, I'll pull one up because I got it teed up on my desktop. Okay. All right. So this is the listing pre-qualification script. What you have in there, is is just the bullet point version, which doesn't really kind of um, get the repeating and approving and all those things in, which is why I want to kind of use this one to let it let it flow. So I found Craig and Craig is a lead. And I think he's answered those questions comfortably to my ability. And he's actually ready to move forward in the process. It's a good investment in my time because I think he's ready to sell, right? That's my first level pre-qualification. He's answered those questions well enough to know that I'm willing to spend the next few hours right, investing in my business to make him my client, right? So I think, so now I'm going on further and saying, okay, always mirror and match the introduction, right? We, we've hit that a lot, mirror and matching is entering his world right now. Now, I mean, I know Craig, he's my brother, right? But I don't know Craig in this moment in time. I don't know, does every one of us have ebbs and flows in our moods, our energies, our ideas, our concentration, our focus, and our, our, just, our, our world? Yep. Yes. So if I'm going to connect with Craig right now, I need to go into which gear? Neutral. Well, because, I know that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was giving everybody the chance to answer that question. So I don't know his, his role. So ring, ring, ring. Hello? Hello, Craig. What's happening? Oh, shit. I've been, I've got Zoom fatigue, dude. I've been on Zoom for like three days in a row now. Three days in a row on Zoom. <laughs> I can relate to that. Zoom fatigue <laughs> is real, man. All right. So listen, I'm just calling to confirm our appointment. I'll make this brief because I know we got a lot of times going. I'm calling to confirm our appointment for Tuesday at four. Is that, is that times to work for you? Actually, yes. tomorrow at four o'clock. Tuesday at four works. Tuesday at four works. Okay, good deal. All right, I know you're busy. So the, to make the most efficient use of our time, and I need to just confirm some information, ask you a couple of questions, all right? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. All right, so if what I say makes sense, Craig, and you feel confident and comfortable that we can actually sell your home, are you planning to hire Century 21 Beggins when I come out tomorrow at four? Oh yeah, I wouldn't hire anybody else. All right, okay, great. I'm going to, do I'm going to call out your pauses and your embedded commands, though, because I mentioned that in the last class. 
I heard you. Okay, Did you hear natural sounds, sounds when he does it the right way? Let's do this both ways because I hear it done incorrectly a lot. And then anytime I can hear it, we tweak it, right? So I could have said, hey, Craig, if what I say makes sense and you feel comfortable and confident that we can actually get your property sold or you plan on hiring us tomorrow when I come out of four. Great question. Charlie Brown. <laughs> so what we did here is now if Craig wasn't my brother, he doesn't really know how I communicate. He doesn't really know how I speak because if I've done my job correctly, how does Craig think that I speak? Very like similar him. to me. Okay. And why, how do I speak very similar to him because I respect him and I want him to have the best experience ever. So I'm going to be communicating as closely as he can, he communicates to him, right? That's what I'm going to do. So this doesn't change. You notice I went ring, ring, ring. I let him say hello. I was in neutral. I heard his tonality. He was a little short. He was a little frustrated. He was a little to the point, right? And so I just got a little short, got a little frustrated, went straight to the point and matched his energy and intensity, right? That's exactly how this conversation started. And that's how I'm going to keep the conversation. Now, that's not necessarily how the conversation is going to end, right? But this is how the conversation is going to start because I want to match him. So now that I have his attention, as Chris and I were talking about yesterday, in order to get somebody to, to take any action, you have to have their attention and you have to have their trust, okay? So I'm working to build trust because people like people who are like themselves, right? And I want to get his attention because he feels comfortable, okay? And that attention and trust rolls together. So listen to the difference in the sentence. And if you'll notice on our scripts, I know you talked about it, but let's really dissect this with this role play. The dot, dot, dots are here for a reason. The dot, dot, dots are designed to actually have the space of the word dot. So if what I say makes sense and you dot, 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 feel confident and comfortable, dot, 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 that I can dot, 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 sell your home, dot, dot, dot. Are you planning to dot, 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 hire Century 21 Beggins, dot, 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 when I come out tomorrow at four, right? Now, I won't say the dot, dot, dots this time. So, hey, Craig, listen, it, if what I say makes sense and you feel confident and comfortable that I can actually sell your home and get it sold for you, are you planning to hire Century 21 Beggins when I come out tomorrow at four? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't go with anybody else. So now what we did, let's go through the strategy of that conversation and just go in a little bit of depth because I know you guys didn't go too depth in it last time. You planted so, three bombs in my subconscious mind. Because by the time we're seven years old, we've heard every language structure pattern you're ever going to hear in your life. You just know it. And how many times do you find yourself completing other people's sentences? You're like, blah, blah, blah. I know what you're trying to say. Shut up and get it out so I can just rebut. Right. That's how we spend most of our lives. So what this is doing is I'm forcing Craig to pay attention because as I keep talking and talking and talking, if I were to all of a sudden pause and actually pay attention and you were to notice that I'm speaking in a different pace. Interrupted your pattern. I interrupted your pattern. So your brain was going do 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 and then all of a sudden went, huh, huh, whoop. Uh, what? And then I got you right on the uh, 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 what part? And then feel confident boom. and comfortable. <laughs> it's called an embedded command, right? An embedded commands bypass conscious reasoning and speak directly to the subconscious mind. Okay. Now we may be introducing sales into the real estate industry, and that's what we're doing with this. And there's a reason. And selling is legal, and so is confidence and trust, right? So when we're doing this, it's designed to give you every 
advantage to build trust quickly to make sure that your customers feel comfortable and actually sign the contracts, okay? Now, there might've been a few embedded commands in that sentence as well. And as you start to pay attention, you're going to hear more and more and more. Now, if you don't think we've been dropping embedded commands on you for the last day and a half, then you're running the wrong spot, right? We have been because we know it's effective and confident and gets you guys productive, right? So that's that. So I'll say it again. So I'm still mirroring matching you, Craig. So if what I say makes sense and you feel confident and comfortable, that I can actually sell your home. Are you planning to hire Century 21 Betting? That's when I come out tomorrow at four. Oh yeah, I wouldn't think of anybody else. Great, looking forward to it. Now, are you interviewing more than one agent for the job of selling this property? Uh, no. Okay, now watch my face on this one because this is the only time ever that you're allowed to do an upswing, right? This is the only time my brain's allowed to let an upswing fly out of my mouth right, is this one sentence and this one script and that's it. Because I want to cast doubt. I want to cast uncertainty. I want to make this sound like a dumb idea. And the only way I could do that is to force an upswing in this conversation there. So so my face, I mean, Craig, are you interviewing more than one agent for the job of selling your home? No way. But it, it just sounds disgusting, the whole thought of it, doesn't it? Just because of the way that I said it. So that's what I want to do. If he says, yeah, I am. That's awesome, great. Who are you interviewing? Right. Now, Jeff, a lot of people would say, when I answered, I said, no, I would never do anything. I would always, would you hire a sense to bank? I said, of course I would. A lot of people would skip the next question because I already said, I was definitely listening with you. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Then I would say, you're not interviewing anybody else, are you? I'd, I'd ask the question again. Yeah. Couldn't hurt. A lot of our know. scripts ask the same question different ways to see if they're telling the truth. Yes, we try to capture. Occasionally, people stretch their truth and, and don't tell you everything right up front. I don't know if you noticed that part yet. Well, they might have interviewed somebody before me. And I said, no, I'm not planning on interviewing anybody after you. Because look, if what I say makes sense and you feel confident and comfortable that I can sell your home, of course you would hire us. Why would you not? So, it, I mean, how do you say no to that question? If what I say makes sense, Craig, and you feel confident and comfortable that we can actually get your home sold, are you planning to hire me? It's dumb to say, you can't say no to that one. Why would you? If he says, no, I'm going to hire you know, Bimbo Realty to use your customer, your company from yesterday. I want to know right now. Good. Well, my cousin is the broker there. And if I don't hire her, my wife's going to divorce me. Well, okay. Good to know. What can I do to help you? Let's just call it out right now at that point. So, and if he says, okay, no. Remember, yes, we're I'm doing gonna... this over the phone to decide if we want to invest the rest of our afternoon in this, you know, your, your son's soccer game. That's right. And that's many times, guys, that's the choice, right? If I got to see you at six o'clock after work, when you and your wife get home, I'm missing my kids for dinner and I'm going to piss off my wife and I'm going to create aggravation for myself. So is it worth it now? 15 grand, probably worth it, right? But to waste my time on somebody who's not ready, is not worth it. So this is to pre-qualify to see if you fit my definition of a lead, if you're actually ready at this point. So let's keep rolling on there. So see what we're doing guys this is why i want to do the session so we just dissect these line by lines we'll keep going on here but this so, is the part where you need to start practicing right so we do training every morning at 8 30 so you might want to start about eight o'clock and do a little role playing with yourself or somebody else and then jump into the morning broadcast and see if we can educate you with some of those things or roll out of training at 9 30 and do a half hour role play or 15 minutes of role play and start getting comfortable with these scripts 
that's that's the game, guys. That's it. So I'll keep going. So Craig, before we meet tomorrow at four, I really need to take a quick look at the property so I can give you the most accurate pricing information. And I want to drop off some info for you. It's going to take less than 15 minutes. Can you meet me at the property around 9.30 or 10 in the morning? Let me do a little bit of work first. What's better for you? Uh, you make it 10. I got to come at this until 9.30. 10 o'clock preview. You got it. Okay, cool. Now, Craig, at four o'clock meeting, will all the decision makers be at our meeting? I want to make sure I bring enough information for everybody. Um, yeah. Okay. It's just you? Just me. Okay, cool. Now, tell me again, Craig, where are you moving to? Uh, Madeira Beach. To Madeira Beach. What a cool, there's a lot of cool stuff going on over there. Now, in a perfect world, let's say everything aligned, what would be the ideal date to close the sale and have you living in Madeira Beach? Oh, probably June. Mid-June, early June, late June. Mid-June. Perfect. You get the call. You pick it. Okay. So mid-June would be perfect for you. Good. What do you feel is the approximate value of the property now, Craig? Uh, it's pretty high. I think probably a million two. About a million two? Excellent. And we're going to go over pricing, of course, when I see it at four after I preview it all. So I just want to know where you're- but Don't you want to have an was. idea what I'm thinking? Because what if I said a million six? In this market, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. But at least I know, right? That's all I care. I, it's He's not right. He's not wrong. I just want to pull something out of his head so I know kind of where he's going. Well, how's Jeff going to feel if he comes to present to me? He says, Craig, we can get more than a million two. If you do these couple of things, we can probably get you a million four. Or he's got to be prepared to say, Craig, a million two, you're kind of smoking crap. Yeah. The, the you way, know, next door to you for a million two is a thousand square feet bigger than yours. Right. If it wasn't for this idiot three doors over, we would be able to probably get it. But look at his new pool and look at that kitchen and he's asking a million one. But we'll get to that later, right? But that's I, that's why I want to know where his thought process is. That's so why you have to ask these questions so you can get the intel so you know what to go back and make a big issue out of. That's right. So a million two, great. And is that the price that you want to hire us um, to actually sell your home for? Well, no, I'm going to rely on you to tell me. Okay, that's good. So you want to rely on me, perfect. Now, Craig, do you need to sell this property in order to actually make the move over to Madeira Beach? Oh yeah, you know, I want the equity. All right, so we need need the equity or want the equity? I want the equity. Want the equity, okay. I'll duly noted for myself, <laughs> right? Because he's got <laughs> options over there. And Craig, will your plans change if you can't get your price for the property? Yeah, yeah, I'm in profit-taking mode right now. Okay, so tell me more about that. So, if Well, you, if I can't it, get enough for this house, I don't think I can get what I want over there. Okay, so it's a profit-taking kind of leverage move. You probably, if you can't take enough out of this to put down on another one to make it make sense, you probably won't make the, the, make the move out. Correct. Right? Okay, got it. Just wanted to make sure I understand that. Good. And how much do you owe on the property now? Mm, 350. About 350. Good for you, man. Now, you're obviously in a great spot. I know you want to take the equity, but would you help finance the home for the buyer or do you want to take all your cash out with you? Um, I'd consider financing, but it'd be, it wouldn't be cheap. No, it wouldn't be cheap and it would have to be worth your while. I don't think we need it in this market. It's just always good to know we have options. We could talk about that later. Now, I know I'm going to come see it tomorrow at 10, but I really want in your words, briefly describe the property for me and I'll see the details when I come out tomorrow. Uh, four bedrooms, four bathrooms with an office, huge pool, really close to the bay, brand new dock, brand new air conditioners. Brand new four, renovation four. five years ago. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, guys, four, this is really important. When I said the brand new air conditioners, they're two or three years old already, so they're not brand new. Yep. Newly renovated. What does newly renovated mean? That was five years ago, six years ago. 
right? So you got to drill down some of these things because we get a lot of trouble when we start advertising new water heaters, new this, new this, and they were new in 2017. Yep. That's a different category. So just mental and side note. If you were with me, you notice I'm taking notes, right? Because this is over the phone, guys, or it's over Zoom. Many times when we're working with absentees, this is a Zoom call when I'm asking these questions. And this is perfectly natural to be taking notes, and you should. Because I'm taking notes for a reason, because people like people who are like themselves. So the most important words in the world just flew out of his face, okay? So it's a 4-4 with an office. It's not a four-bedroom, four, four bathrooms with an office. It's a 4-4 with an office. It's got a um, huge pool, right? It's really close to the bay. He's got a new dock, a new AC, and some recent renovations back in, I think, what do you say, 2017, right? So that's, I have notes here because I'm going to regurgitate those back. Sorry for that word, but it's true. Exactly what he's saying back to him there. So, okay. So Craig, so I get this, that, and the other, blah, 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 right. So I'm going to feed it back. What does that do for him? He knows that I'm listening. I pay attention and I think the way he thinks because it's really close to the bay. It's a huge pool and it's a four, four with an office, right? That's exactly how he described it, which is actually how I heard it and exactly how I repeated it. So he now feels a better, stronger connection, right? And I'm repeating and I'm approving every single thing he's telling me. I'm not arguing. I'm not changing any words. I'm just repeating and approving. I haven't said one thing. All I've done is read a question, listened to his answer, repeated his answer and read the next question. Okay, guys, wash, rinse, repeat, simple, 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 okay? So Craig, have there been any recent improvements to the property? I know you mentioned some recent renovations. What were they and when? Uh, actually, it's like 2015. All new floors, all new bathrooms, all new kitchen, all new appliances, pool wow. resurfaced, everything. New floors, new kitchens, new appliances, pool resurfaced, everything in 2015. That was a hell of a year, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of work done. Okay, cool. What else is needed? Anything else needed for the house from your perspective? I hate this question. Yeah, the only thing that keeps it from being mint is the roof is original, so it's 20 okay. years old. And I've okay. got cheap windows, not the nice fancy windows. That... Cool. They work, right? Roof's work. working, windows working, no big deal. All right, it's good to know them. All right, so knowing what you know about the neighborhood on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being just model perfect, how would you rate the overall condition of your property? I'd say it's probably close to an 8. Probably close to an 8. I know probably some of these answers, but what would make it a 10? Windows, doors, and a sexier driveway. All right. Didn't hear the driveway part earlier, did I? Mm -hmm. All I heard was roof and windows. So now there's a, a point about roof and windows and doors, which I didn't hear earlier, and a sexier driveway. Right. So when it comes time to talk about price and we're competing with a house that has a new roof and might have fancy windows and has a sexy driveway, we have to put take those into consideration when we're pricing it, right? So that's, that's why I'm taking notes on all this information so I can just store it because I may use it later. I may not use it later, but at least I have it. Okay. All right. Craig, is there anything else I need to know before a meeting? Um, not that I can think of, Jeff. Okay, cool. Come you have on, any questions? Give me your opinion. Okay, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow at 10. Hey, Craig, I'm going to send you a link to a, a real brief. It's a six-minute overview presentation for you just to watch uh, before I come over. Uh, please, I really need you to take a few minutes and watch it for me. It's going to save us a ton of time if you do. I can either text it or email it to you. Which would you prefer? Um, either way, I can watch them both from my machine. Okay. So text or email, you call it.
Uh, text. Okay, text. I got your cell right here. I'll text that link over to you a little bit. I'm also going to send over a package. Um, it's got our listing agreement and some marketing materials. And I'd love for you to take a moment and review that also. It's going to come over in a form called dot loop. It's going to be an email to you there too. So um, I know you, you may appreciate looking at the contract before we meet. So um, sure. thanks for taking this time. It's going to make our meeting a lot more productive. And I'll see you at 10 o'clock for the preview and four o'clock for our pricing presentation. And we'll go from there. In the meantime, call me if you have any questions and talk to you later. Okay. Send it on this, send the stuff over before okay, seeing you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. So those of you watching, what were the benefits? Spit out a couple your comments. Why was that beneficial for me to do? Why was that beneficial? I'll I'll seed you a little bit. What percentage of let's assume I'm competing with somebody else, right? Let's just say I am. How many of my competitors are going to actually do what I just did? Very small percentage, okay? And the sideline benefit of this one is I really built more connection, more trust, right? And a better connection. That's really the whole key. Because did I argue with him at all? Zero. Zero resistance. I listened to everything he said. I repeated everything he said. I approved of everything he said. He likes this conversation because the rest of his world may not always be everybody repeating everything for him. <laughs> not everybody agrees everything. with me all the time. It pisses me off. And Felix chimed in and gathered a lot of information, built a connection. And you were thorough, so it builds confidence in my abilities. Thank you, Sandra. That's one of the best things right there, too. Usually one and done meeting, some will not meet in person for face-to-face -face communication. Love it. Right? So that's that. That's the listing prequel. You have to, guys, take control over your business. And this is just how you run your business, right? If as soon as you're ready to sell, great. I'd love to interview for the job. Let me explain to you how I run my business. I'm going to call you with a couple questions. I'm going to come over and take a look at your house. I'm going to go back and do some research. And I'm going to come back and we're going to discuss my research. That's just how I do it. Well, Jeff, I want you to give me a price now. Well, let me explain to you how I run my business. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to call you, ask you a couple questions. I'm going to go over and see the house. I'm going to go back and do some research. And then I'm going to come over and discuss my findings. Well, I want the price. Let me tell you how I run my business. I want the price, not your agent. Have a nice day. Okay. That's my choice. I would choose that route because I don't want to waste my time. Right. This is how I run the business. Now I could say, now there's ways to coach through that answer a little nicer than I yeah, just did it. Give them a range. <laughs> right, say, all right, I could ballpark you if you want to. It's worth between a million and two million bucks, right? If you want a price, right? It's, you want a million too? We might be able to do that. I've never seen your house. I have no clue. Any answer I give you is complete and utter bullshit, Greg. So I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen your house. I haven't smelled your house. I haven't looked at your house. I haven't felt your house. I haven't compared your house with the competition. And I'm not going to tell you a price because I just don't know. I can get, you know, you want a ballpark? I'll let me type in my RPR report real quick. I can give you a ballpark range. In fact, let's go to Zillow. Let's get this estimate. There's your ballpark range. But what this market requires is strategy and positioning and marketing and to put every penny the market will bear in your pocket. And that's how I run my business. So what I would prefer to do is ask you a couple questions, come over and see the property, go back and do some research and then come back over and go through my research with you. Does that make sense? Okay. And then if he doesn't want to do that, then I have a decision to make. Do I want to bastardize my entire business model and just go spit out a number and, and probably lose it? Or do I want to stand firm with my process and go step by step and actually have control? Because guys, I don't need a deal, right? You don't need a deal. 
if I don't get Craig as a listing, my life won't end. I want to control this conversation. I want to control the flow. I want to do this listing on my terms because if I don't do it right now, I'm going to gonna get rolled over, right, for this presentation. Now, does he want somebody strong? Does he want somebody he can respect? Does he want somebody that's going to do a great job? I, I would think so. And while I'm building connections and trust along the way, he's probably going to feel comfortable with me, right? And if he doesn't, I'm fine with it. And I think you guys need to be also. But sell your benefits, sell your value. You notice how I backed up and I restated what I stated already. So I can give you a ballpark. Here's your ballpark. What I'd prefer to do is do it the way I normally do it because it's really getting great results. By the way, we sold about 50,000 homes, right? We're doing 10 or 30 of them a day. We're the largest Century 21 in the whole Southeast. We're 15 in the nation. We've got 450 salespeople. We've got eight offices all around. We're doing a lot of business and our system works. I'd prefer to run my system, which is let me ask you a couple of questions. Let me come see your home. Let me go back and do some research. And let me go over the research with you. Would three o'clock or four o'clock be better for you? Right. I'm going to keep going back to the process and I hope you guys too. Now you're an independent contractor. You could say not doing it and whatever. That's up to you. Our job is to coach you as business partners to do the best thing that we can do. I was just thinking, Jeff, if the offices were playing this in the lobby and there were customers in the lobby, yep. they would probably say, wow, that's the way I'd like to be treated rather than that, it's, you know, winging a prayer, show up and give me a number. Right. And that's your choice. Or you can go over and show your, your pictures of your past listings and stuff if you want to. But I think they're going to prefer somebody to come over and, and show what's relevant to them. Okay, so, so let's let me assume, catch this up. So we practiced and prospected. We got a lead. We just pre-qualified the lead. And based on that pre-qualification, on a scale of one forward. to 10, you're moving forward based on those. Even though I don't 100%. know exactly where I'm going or what my house is worth, it's still worth a shot to you. Still, still worth my time. Okay. okay. Because And if it's not worth your time, what do you say? Hey, Craig, why don't we just, I'm going to shoot over. I'm still going to come over and take a look at your house, but it doesn't seem like we're ready yet. And the pricing that I give is for this moment in time. And literally it's this one moment in time in this marketplace, because by four o'clock in the afternoon, it's not really valid anymore. So if we're going to wait two weeks, it's really ballpark is all you really care right now. So let's just figure out how much ish are we going to put in your pocket? And then once you're ready to move, I'll just qualify that ish and make it real, real concrete. But I'll start covering and show you. I want to look at it. I want to make sure that I price it properly. And, and you can put that number in your kitchen drawer. And while you're thinking about it over the next weeks or days or months, whatever it is, at least you know what it is today. And I'll update it every time you get closer. So I'll still see you tomorrow at 10, right? Because that's how I, if I have time in my schedule, I would love to incubate you as a lead. You're going to be a great client one day. You're just not one yet, right? You're a lead, you're a prospect, but you're not a customer yet. But I want to incubate and follow up with you the best I can. So even if you're not ready, there's still time to do some lead follow-up guys and spend some time with people. Uh, you don't have to be completely rigid. I just want you to understand that in this case, he's not my one appointment this week. If, if it turned into a loose, just conversation, but in and this I want one, you I'm, to, yep. I want you to pay attention to the classes. Jimmy's going to do with zapping your CRM and reminders and setting up campaigns. Cause that's all part of the incubation process that if you go through this example and you determine I'm not ready yet, you have to incubate me or I will forget about you. That's right. That's right. So we're going to go over the next one, which is move me around here. Bum, bum, bum. 11 questions. So when I go see you, 
there's a couple things I want to do. In fact, if you want to go into dot loop again, access denied, no. Okay. Boom. Boom. So templates. Listing process bundle. I love it, Angelique. All right, questions to ask. Questions to ask on a listing preview. Like the title, that's what we're doing. So here's the questions to ask on the listing preview. Okay, which is again, not the same format. So so we wanna take that script we just did and put it on that form of that. Correct, and, and we wanna take this form and put it on dot loop a little bit different just from marketing, just consistency perspective. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go over, let me see one second, because I'm missing the document that I wanted to find here too. 11 questions to answer. All right, so guys, here's the deal. Most of the time, unless you are incredibly good at prospecting, you're the only person being interviewed for this job, all right? And that is not an excuse for you to um, screw off and not follow the system, right? But the system is right. designed for you to win in a multiple competition situation, right? So you can't get off your game and start screwing around just because you think it's a lay down. You still want to follow the system itself. And you don't know, honestly, what the sellers are telling you the truth or not. Maybe they've already interviewed other people. Maybe they're comparing you to somebody else. Maybe they got some other sidelines they haven't considered yet. It's all going. So this is a sales tool to stack you up in favor against anybody else. Because these are really solid, hard questions that most agents would fumble on. And you're going to have the answers to them because we're going to give them to you. That's right. All right. So... These 11 questions are, there's the question is what to do it. The questions to do on the preview, that's what it is. So hang on one second. So in dot loop in your listing bundle should be what to ask on the listing preview. So it's not. So let me go here real quick. So everything is a thing in progress here. Just go to all, all documents. documents. Preview. Questions to ask on the listing preview, boom. That's not the right one. Um, hang on a second. That's not the right one. Okay. Where does so this come from? Second. I don't know. So questions to ask one second here because I was on them last night. It's not the right format, but it's... Boom. I like, we'll be able to edit this. Jonathan, have a nice time on this one. All right. So basically, give me, give me one second. I've got to find this one question here. It's the, what to ask on a listing. So hang on one second. Driving into my Google drive over here real quick. It's a fill in the blank form of when I'm at your property what I actually write in there for you. So give me a second. So we are in the uh, process of streamlining everybody. So please. I don't think I've seen that one. It's pretty awesome. Unless I had hallucinated it last night. Let me see. Good yeah, history. There we go. There we go. It is called preview. So let me go here. Ba -ba 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 -ba. So on the preview, 
there is a prettier version of this one, but this is gonna it's gonna work. So this is what I want to do while, while I'm at your house. Okay, so this is a form to actually take with you. So I know these answers. What, so this requires a little bit of preparation and thought because I'm going to take this with me. I asked you some of these questions over the phone and your words, how do you describe this home? If you, for some reason, you didn't ask this over the phone and you just happened to be knocking on a door and you said, come on in or take my house, look at my house. This is something you can actually do. So in your words, describe this home. These are important. Craig, why did you select this home? This was not the only home for sale when you bought it, right? And not the the same lot. Like, why did you pick this location? What sold you on this property? Um, I really wanted notes. I wanted a southern orientation, so my backyard was always in the in the sun. Ah, that's important. A lot of people don't think that way. That's nice. So southern orientation, so your backyard was always in the sun, so you had pool weather, and you always had it gets right. great. Love and then that. I built the house, and it was my floor plan that I drew. So, okay. Your floor plan. So you actually created it. You you drew it all yourself. Well, I drew the blocks. I had an architect. <laughs> all right, make good. It, yeah, but, but you designed it for your lifestyle. That's yeah, awesome. one of the big great room open kitchen that type of thing. Great room open kitchen worked out really well. Okay, what did you enjoy most about living here, Craig? What were your favorite things? Oh, peace of mind, security, quiet. Peace Except of mind, long, guys. Security and quiet. <laughs> yeah, imagine them. They got to hear it all day long. Peace of mind, security, nice and quiet. What do you think the biggest drawback is? Oh, it's definitely more in the suburbs and there's not as much restauranting and things okay. like that to do. Little suburbs. So it's a pro or con, depending on how you look at it that way. Yeah. What's what's the best feature? What do you say? What's the number one, the best feature of the property? Oh, probably the great room and kitchen. Okay. Great room and kitchen. It's so cool. Those ceilings are amazing too, by the way. Great rooms and kitchens. This looks really cool. All right, what is the most recent upgrade? What did you do most recently? Uh, those ceilings. <laughs> ceilings out there? Okay, they look really nice, I like that. Oh, and the new dock, the dock is literally, I mean, it gets power tomorrow. All right, so it's super, super new, okay. So the ceilings there and then the dock. All right, what's the approximate age of the roof? I think you said the other day, was it 20 years? What was the, 20 years, okay. It's the original. How about the original roof, okay. What are the age of the appliances? Well, they were all new in 2015. That's 2015. Okay. That's when you bought them all. All new. Okay. And I, we talked about this a little bit, but again, what do you think needs to be done to make the home perfect? Uh, well, the roof is a question. Okay. The windows work, but they're not fancy like the other stuff that's being sold in the high price ranges. Okay. And the driveway does have a lot of cracks in it, but it's a big driveway. It's huge. You can almost land an airplane over there. It's and pavers are okay. super expensive. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Okay. And then I know we talked a little bit about value, but what's the number you're thinking right now is the value of the property? A million two. A million two. Guys, I know it's a million two. I just want to hear it again from him. Okay. There's your side note on that to see how committed he is to that. And I know we said mid-June. Is that still the <laughs> ideal date for you? Yeah. Kick off the summer. Okay. Got it. What's the most important? What's most important to you, Craig, from a marketing perspective? Uh, it's all handled by you and you leave me out of it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Leave you out of it and do it all. That's awesome. That's my job. What is the best way for me to send you things? What's your best mess method of preferred contact? Do you like, are you a caller? Are you a texture? Are you an email person? Mm, if you're going to send me stuff, send it by email so I can catalog it. Okay. If you just want to talk, pick up the phone. Okay, cool. All right. 
here, Craig, this is a sample of our strategic positioning analysis, which I'm going to show you the updated version of seconds and dot loop as a side note for everybody watching. But I'm going to actually hand this to him. And I'm going to say, Craig, this is a blank of what I'm going to come back later today at four and, and go through with you. And what it's going to have is this is going to be for us to explore. It's an interactive document together. So it's going to have our top five competitors, which is going to show what we're competing with in the marketplace right now, our top five competitors. And you and I are going to kind of narrow it down to like our biggest competitor. And then the second section is what buyers, um, re the recent solds with buyers did pay. The reason why that's important in this market is appraisers are still a factor. And we got to make sure we hit the that level. And then the level down here on the bottom is some recent now in this market we don't have a lot of those but sometimes people try a little bit exuberance and they go a little bit higher than the market will bear so when i come back we're going to kind of have this filled out and but just to that. comment on that too a lot of the agents have been very successful using the pending contracts yep. and the expired section because there are pendings that are substantially higher than what our souls are yep now they're, they're not closed yet so we don't know if they're going to close that but it is an option great good point all right, so Craig, the other thing, and this looks better in our um, document here, there's 11 questions. I'm gonna leave this with you. In the event you talk to another agent in the meantime, I really want you to, to read these and ask them these questions in the event you actually happen to see somebody. So first one here on this list is, how many homes does your office or team sell in a day? Second one is, do you have a staff? Do you have a team? Uh, we'll go back to number one. Let's just add the points, so we'll go. You get a hot sheet at 11 o'clock every day. Right, and you're begging's email, yep, except for Saturday and Sunday. So keep a good one. Holy shit, I think we had 16, we had four listings today, 16 sales, 15 closings, and four properties back on market. It's 16 yep. closings today, April 20th, Tuesday. How many brokerages had 16 closings today? Right on a Tuesday. Right. So, so that's the point. So the cheat sheet for you guys is we have the answers to all 11 questions for you. Now, some people like to give these to the clients and they can read the answers themselves, or you could just give them the list of 11 questions, right? So I'll, I'll show you the one with the answers. How many homes do you sell a day? 10 to 30 homes a day, right? Remember the seller is hiring us, right? Us, collectively us. They're not hiring just you, right? Leverage us guys. This is what you're, this is what you're here for, right? So you're part of the 16 closings today. That's what you did. You're part of that, right? Second one, do you have a staff and a team? Hell yeah, I do. I've got an administrative staff. I got an inputting team. I got a marketing team. I have transaction coordinators. I have accounting department. I got coaching staff. I got relocation department. I got everything. How will you specifically determine the price for my property? These are the questions I want them to ask another agent, right? Other agents are going to just push a button on the MLS called Cloud CMA, and it's going to spit out a 30-page report what I do is I personally review the properties that match our criteria and look closely at the top five competitors, the five most recent solds, and the five most recent properties that were rejected by the marketplace. Fourth, please explain, explain how you legally represent me. Is it single agency or transaction brokerage? And please explain the difference to me, right? I want you to ask another agent that question because they're going to go blah, 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 right? Which is just going to help me out. And so this just kind of goes through transaction brokers and single agency here. And then the biggest points is confidentiality, obedience, loyalty, and full disclosure. I want you to nail this point home, guys. What happens if you have multiple offers? How do you handle this? Right? And then you keep going to um, what happens if you, this format is weird on this one. What happens if you get multiple offers and you also have the buyer? How do you represent me and how? And this is designed to trick the other agents. 
how do you pre-qualify buyers from other agents that are bringing us our offers? Right? And the answer is I call the buyer's lender directly and ask how strong is the approval? What kind of conversations have we had with them? Have you pulled their credit? Have you seen their pay stubs? Have you seen their tax returns? What kind of program are you putting them into? FHA, VA, conventional? How much money are they putting down? And if the officer says, well, I spoke with him for five minutes, he sounded pretty good, then you'd really don't have credibility as a buyer. But if the loan officer can't answer these questions, then that buyer is weak. So why would I ask my seller to take their asset off the market? I'm not gonna advise my seller to accept a weak offer, right? So this is just your talking points here. What's your theory on escrow deposits? How much and when, right? Next one, just, just to, in the sake of time, I'm not gonna answer all these, but they're right here for you in your dot loop. How long do you think it's suitable to give a buyer a financial loan approval period? And do you have an in-house hey, Let's attorney? talk about that for a quick second. I know we're running late. Yep. I've heard lately today that we're having a very hard time getting home inspections done within 10 days because the inspectors are so busy. I'm hearing appraisals, appraisers are pushing timeframes out. And I'm hearing from loan officers that, you know, you didn't need to check. You might need 45 days or longer for your loan approval period because everybody is buried now. Because I know we, as the seller side, I want a five-day inspection. You might not be able to get an inspector out in five days. That's so right. know that. So there you go. So those are the 11 questions. So look what I've done. Look what we've done already. We've met the person. We prospected. We pre-qualified. We previewed. We asked all those questions on the preview. And then I said, oh, by the way, in case you see anybody else, please ask them these 11 questions. See you tonight at four. Right? And then now I go back to the house. I've already texted you over the listing presentation. Right? You've watched that video. Right? So you've got all of our marketing points out of the way. So now all we literally have to do is talk about pricing. Why don't we actually go go back together, right? So that's where we're sitting. And then it's actual presentation, which I had that video to play, but I, we've been bantering a lot. <laughs> Yesterday, guys, we were afraid that we would not, we, would, we had too much time in this section because Chris and I did it earlier and we covered a lot I and mean, we actually ran out of time here. We'll All make right. it up somewhere. Yeah, we'll definitely make that up. So, and then the, the next step is just the actual presentation, which, you know, I guess we'll just jump on another time and do the, the actual listing presentation on there. But I hope you guys get the point of this is to follow the system and have faith in the system, guys. We don't do this just for fun. We do this because we know it works and we want to give you every bit of success we possibly can come up with to make sure that you crush it because guys, we make money when you make money. We're a team here. So if you follow the process, we all win. And if you don't, all it does is aggravate everybody on that aspect of it. So there is this listing, the listing presentation. Um, we're just not going to have time to get into it today. It's a, but this is the live, the buyer process. But from the listing presentation, you just go go straight through it, and then as soon as you're done, the dot loop process is amazing. And you've got our team for compliance to make sure I's are dotted, T's are crossed, everything's done, and you just submit for review when the listing package is done. If you're taking advantage of it and using our transaction coordinators. They do everything for you. They'll send it to the clients. They'll make sure everything gets clicked over and you can use them. And it's just makes life simple on that one. But guys, the point is process, process, process works.